Attention business owners. Now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. everybody welcome to the show for street soccer here on the sports byline broadcast network and sirius xm 211 dan patrick sports i'm not dan patrick i don't sound like him i don't look like him and i'm not in a man cave i'm nick Gieber. And I'm coming to you live from Las Vegas from the Fifth Street Sports Studios here, where it is a lovely 75 degrees or so in a beautiful Nevada desert spring. Of course, in Europe right now, more particularly in England, rainy, little cold, but some hot football going on right now. We're going to talk about it all today. Liverpool come back from a 1-0 deficit to defeat Southampton at St. Mary's. Uh, that is just about one of the longest trips supporters could make from the north of England down to the south of England. An incredible match, but it certainly showed some of the pressure I believe the Liverpool team is feeling as they are currently table toppers in this title race. We're going to talk about the title race. We're going to talk about managers because I believe so much of this is down to management style. We're going to talk about the FA Cup that's coming up this weekend. Again, you've got Nuno Espirito Santo. You've got uh, uh, Gracia, two great young managers. Let's talk about Pochettino. Let's talk about the profile of a successful manager in this day and age. And I'm going to be joined by my son, who is a high-level player himself. I'm going to want to talk to him about coaches and how they relate to players. Of course, he's a fan of the Premier League as well. So we'll be talking about the Premier League. Plus, there are some other matches taking place around the Premier League this weekend, although not as many as one would like. But we'll give you our picks so that if you want to place a few dollars on a well-earned wager you can do that and hopefully come out a big winner 800-878-7529 that's 800-878-PLAY find me on twitter i'm at nick geber let's get the phone lines lit let's get the questions coming of course any topic is on the table because folks this is your show this is football therapy for the troubled soul and the doctors well they are in Big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world, listening via the American Forces Network. A pleasure to be speaking with you. I'm going to step aside, take a break. I'll be right back once again. Twitter, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. The number to call, 800-878-7529. That's 800-878-PLAY. We're talking football, the one with the round ball, here on Dan Patrick Sports 211, Sirius XM, and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We're 
What's in store for your business this week at Staples? The future of printing is here, and so are the savings. The reinvented HP OfficeJet Pro printers are now at Staples. They're smart, mobile, and secure. So you can easily print, scan, and copy remotely from your mobile device. And now at Staples, save up to 20% on the all-new HP OfficeJet Pro printers. Plus, save up to $50 more in-store when you trade in your old printer. Staples, there's a whole lot in store. And it's 5419. See store or staples.com slash HP OfficeJet Pro to learn more ask yourself if you built a van for your business where would you start at the beginning of course with the people who invented the work van over 100 years ago mercedes-benz you'd give your new mercedes-benz sprinter advanced technology and safety to keep you connected and protected you'd make it available in diesel and gas and there would be thousands of configurations and upfits to choose from Because your one-of-a-kind business deserves nothing less than a van that's built for you. Introducing the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. The safest, most innovative Sprinter yet. Starting at just $33,790. Built for you. The all-new Sprinter. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Equipment described as optional. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 Bring on the April showers at Lumber Liquidators. We've got you covered with waterproof vinyl plank flooring all on sale, like malted oak vinyl plank for only $1.42. And all water-resistant laminate is on sale, like new Desert Horizon Elm for only $1.79. Or refresh your home this spring with best-selling hardwood floors on sale. Do it yourself or have it installed for you. Plus, get special financing. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Along with Andrew Geber today, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Uh, some, we've had some absolutely terrific matches here in the midweek of the Premier League. I won't say we had massive amounts of surprises, although having said that, of course, uh, Tuesday's match where Wolverhampton Wanderers beat uh, Manchester United at Molyneux was an absolutely terrific game. Andrew, did you have a chance to check that game out? I did not have a chance to check that out. Oh, However, it, it was still a, a massive result. I only watched bits and pieces of that uh, of that match specifically. 
Well, you know, I, I think we have a really interesting study here, and we're going to talk about this sort of the theme throughout the show today. And by the way, if you have something to say, chime in, 800-878-7529. There are a lot of positives about Wolverhampton Wanderers. There are a lot of positives about Manchester United, about Liverpool, about Manchester City, about Tottenham Hotspur. To a lesser degree, Arsenal and Chelsea in terms of management, and we're going to get to that as well. But one of the things that we're seeing in these teams, and again, Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, I think the announcers on NBC were, and I don't know if that was an NBC feed or a European feeder, but, but they were saying that Wolves were the, quote, best of the rest. And if you look at the top six, you know, the 61 points for United, uh, so United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, all fighting for spots three and four in the Champions League. Uh, Wolves, far out of that equation, at 47 points. Now, if you listen to the show the other day when I had Kartik Krishnayar on, Kartik and I were talking about this, and I said, in my opinion, Wolves were just, you know, one or two players away from being, you know, could have been a contender, for being a real contender for a Champions League spot in the years to come. The way they play, they play uh, rock and roll football, to use a, a Jurgen Klopp, term, although I think he called it heavy metal football. Uh, they play with confidence. They're not afraid to lose. And I, and I think that that is a big part. Now, the flip side of that, of course, is you could become Fulham. But I think under Nuno Espirito Santo's guidance with Wolverhampton Wanderers, he's got a team of uh, above average, clearly above average players playing at, at their maximum potential. And I think so much of that has to do with the relationship that the manager has with his players. And, and I think you can look across any of these other teams that we're talking, and, and there is no better example of this than Manchester United, where you have a guy uh, in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer who is obviously a former legendary player, the super sub himself <laughs> from Manchester United, um, served under the greatest Manchester United manager ever, and, and I think we would be remiss to say that Alex Ferguson isn't one of the greatest club football managers ever. He is a living legend. So he has that level of experience and training and, and understanding in, in, in how a manager can get the most out of his players. Of course, played for the club and the badge and everything else. But he's taken not what is largely, he has taken exactly the same squad that Jose Mourinho had and playing largely the same style that Jose Mourinho was playing, I think because of pretty much the players that he has in front of him, has managed to get uh, an insane set of results out of this squad, uh, who, have, who have, I think, despite the fact they have one or two you know, world-class, A-plus level players, maybe not quite as good as they should be, uh, he's managed to get some incredible results, and I put that down to his relationship with his players. The same thing, I think, you can look at Jurgen Klopp today. Great example. We'll talk about that a little bit. And and Pep Guardiola. Andrew, as a player, how important is it that you feel that your manager or your coach relates to you for the things that are important? I think there are a few different things. Um, not necessarily relating. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily... Uh, I think any of these guys uh, I- expect um, their their manager, their boss, you know, boss, whatever you want to call it, right? I, I don't think they really expect them to relate, you know, on a very on a fundamental, you know, very personal level. But being able to have an open line of communication, being honest, understand. How about using the word understand? Understand. I think that's a better turn of phrase there. I I think I think having a manager that is honest is willing to give opportunities to, to players in the squad. And, and it, you know, 
ultimately has integrity. I mean, really, that's the main thing is you, you, as a player, you're hoping your manager has integrity. He's going to show up to training. He's going to see you play. And if he, you know, if he personally thinks you've had a great week, he'll put you in the lineup or, you know, he'll get you in for some minutes. I mean, the, the problem is, uh, at, at any level, I think, you know, at any competitive level, I think as soon as you have a manager or a coach or whoever, uh, that whoever makes the lineup, right? As soon as that integrity is, is compromised, right? The, the problem is, um, you know, the problem starts to become a, a it becomes a team wide issue. I mean, every single individual player is going to be impacted by, you know, the, the lack of integrity, right? Uh, you know, playing favorites, you know, the mind games, the stuff that Jose Mourinho is really known for. Well, uh, isn't really gonna fly these days, I don't think. Well, can we say that it's, it's putting your ego as a coach first? Above and beyond everything else. And, and, and as I looked at this, I begin to think that a coach with a superhuman ego, I don't mean superhuman achievements, I mean a superhuman ego. I, I think you could argue Pep Guardiola has superhuman achievements, but doesn't necessarily display a superhuman ego. He clearly has one, but I, I think in the way he, he works with his players from what you, we can see is evidenced on the pitch, they re- they're responding to him and they're flourishing. And I think a coach, a coach's ego will stifle the growth of your team in this day and age with this type of player. This isn't the old English 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s style of player anymore who expect their coach to be their gaffer, their dad, their granddad, their drill sergeant, their superior officer. Uh, they're not going to respond to orders. They're not going to respond to uh, to, uh, to ultimatums. They respond to. Uh, they're much more tactile. They're much more intelligent. They're much better athletes. I don't know if I necessarily agree with you on that level. I think there are are there are players as you know uh, uh, there are players that respond to that right, and there there always will be players that respond to that. But I think the big difference is, as you noted, it's ego. It's the ego. I would you say that Sir Alex Ferguson had a huge ego in the dressing room, or did he take that you know fatherly role and really try and you know it, it, a firm hand doesn't necessarily equal a big ego, right? I, I you know I'm going to go back to Mourinho on this, well, but actually, a lot of the stuff that he pulled, hold on. you know, historically, you know, with other players, has been you know more so an ego power play, right? I don't think I think it's okay to be a disciplinarian. But as soon as your ego gets involved, that's when we start to see it. Well, and look, we're we're not in the dressing room. We don't know all no, a lot uh, of the uh, stuff. But but I think something you said earlier on in as in the discussion was critical, and that is that you said someone who's willing to give younger players a chance, someone who's willing to judge you on your performance and not on your history, so to speak, right? Because I think Alex Ferguson did have an ego. And at the end of his tenure, I think he had an enormous ego. And, and not necessarily a bad ego, by the way. I mean, not all egos can be Jose Mourinho style. I mean, he wasn't a sulker. He did, he did have his hairdryer treatments. But Sir Alex Ferguson was a father figure to most of the players at that club. Because he could be. Because he had actually raised most of those players as kids. So when you said a, a manager who... Uh, would give young kids a chance, give young players a chance to shine on the big stage. Well, that is really 
the definition of Sir Alex Ferguson, isn't it? But for him, it wasn't that much of a risk because he knew those players because he had molded them from a young age to what he wanted them to be. And maybe it got to the point when those players aged out of the system, as we know they did, and he looked back at United and said, this is a rebuilding job from the ground up and we don't have the players coming through the system anymore and this is now a totally different era. Maybe this is a time for me to retire. Maybe that was a further example of the smarts that he had, knowing when to step aside and maybe bring in a younger manager. Now it took him three or four chances, the three or four shots to get to where they are. But I like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, despite the loss to Wolves, despite, you know, not being perfect anymore. He's the right man for the job. And I think it'll be a long-term tenure there. We'll talk more when we come back. This is Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, on Dan Patrick Sports, Sirius XM 211, uh, also the award-winning Sirius XM app, and of course, American Forces. If you have something to say, love to get your opinion on this topic, 800-878-7529, or Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. We'll be right back. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. But Evos can make it all easier with a baby monitor you can trust. Go to myevos.com. That's M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com to see how Evos can be the eyes and ears of your nursery. Evos works with your smartphone to provide a live audio and HD video connection to your baby anytime and anywhere. On a date, at work, away on business, even serving your country overseas, 
Evo's helps you never miss a moment. Whether your baby is with a sitter, your partner, a grandparent, or a friend, you'll be right there too. And with unique features like smart alerts that know the difference between a barking dog and your baby crying, extensive sleep tracking data, and state-of-the-art security features for your peace of mind, Evo's is the smart baby monitor for connected parents. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot com. Uh, you're back with us here off the street. Soccer Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM211, Dan Patrick Sports. Nick Gieber and Andrew Gieber with you today. As we look forward to the weekend of football. And also have a little discussion about the profile of a successful manager in this modern era of football. And we are seeing a profile. And by the way, look, the, the very nature of the discussion, the very nature that we've been having on this show since before the summer, before the World Cup, about the ebbs and flows and cycles of football. This will cycle again, I'm sure, you know, 20 years from now, 15 years, 10 years from now, we'll have the profile of another manager. Who knows, maybe it will be a robot. (laughs) You just never know where we're going. But uh, right now, the young, younger, let's just say, mentally maybe younger, not even necessarily uh, chronological age, the managers that are willing to empower the players seem to be the ones that are getting the results from their players. And I don't mean empower by allowing them to rule the roost, allowing them to play the systems, allowing them. But the managers that are showing trust and confidence in their players, whether they're a young player coming through the system, giving them that opportunity. I mean, I'm thinking about Cal, uh, um, Hudson Adoy. This is a great example, right? I mean, can you think of Andrew of, a, of, an, of another example more obvious than that? Uh, I mean, oh, you... well, what about uh, Foden at uh, Man City? Yeah, right? sure. I mean, we could even go. Uh, oh, geez, one or two years back and talk Trent Alexander Arnold. Trent Alexander I mean, Arnold, absolutely. Yeah. He's a he's a prime example of a kid that came up through a youth system, was given a you know a chance, was worked into the lineup, and now he's you know a, he's incredible. I mean, he's absolutely incredible. So. I mean, Man City play you know uh, Foden, and uh, they, he gets the full trust of Pep Guardiola. Uh, look at Raheem Sterling, and I talk about him a lot. I, I'm a massive, massive fan of this guy. Uh, I love to watch a player like Raheem Sterling, a young, angry kid with a lot of with a troubled past, with buckets of talent, uh, angry at the world, angry at everything, can't control himself. Um, wasn't succeeding under Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool. I, I don't think he was coming anywhere near his his potential, and then went to Pep, Pep Guardiola, and and you see the development. Now, some of it's just chronological. He's, he's two, or three. He was pretty years young old. when he yeah, when he right. left Liverpool. So I mean, it's not much, you know. It, well, no, no, but I look, mean, but just look at him as a player. I mean, look at what he has he's become. definitely developed and look matured at the man quite a bit. that he has become. I don't know if you've had an opportunity to hear any of his interviews or, or see him talk to the press. Or, or talk uh, to the papers, talk about this issue of racism. This, I mean, you know, some of these players, when they, particularly when they play in Europe, are just the the, the victims of this, the most despicable, vile racism. And and this kid, you know, he he deals with it like a with a level of maturity that, that quite frankly, I, I 
wonder if I would be able to display uh, in that situation. And on the pitch, he is an absolute wonder to behold. He is probably one of the five most exciting players right now in world football. He terrorizes defenses, terrorizes them with his speed. And, you know, we saw that in the World Cup. He took all this crap for not scoring goals. But, you know, he was opening up defenses. He was drawing players. Andrew, how important are those runs off the ball? His, his job was invaluable, ultimately. Look, you, you can – I want to stress this. Scoring goals is incredibly important, okay? But, you know, with that being said, his role for that England lineup was huge, you know, especially especially in transition. I mean, they they receive the ball, or excuse me, they they win the ball back. Raheem Sterling gets himself in an advanced position. They can just boot it up there, essentially. If they really, really needed to, they could boot it up there. Half the time, he could get to the dang thing, you know. He's he's just his role was huge, and he did get a, he did catch a lot of flack. But I mean, you know, understandably, I I can get England, you know. England fans getting a little angry that, you know, the guy does everything right except for the last bit. But, you know, you definitely have to give credit where it's due. He, he played a huge role for the for the squad. Oh, and, um, and the goals are coming in bunches and buckets oh, right now at it, Manchester City. Absolutely. But and I, he's drawing – he's opening up defenses for other people to score. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's probably – I, I, you know, if you asked me, I'd say he's one of the two most important players on that squad right now in terms of making it happen for them. In a squad of incredibly important players, yes. Yes, uh, he is. And, you know, when we look at these teams, and we're going to talk about that a little bit this segment, uh, you know, Manchester City, as we get into this title race, they are a steamroller, and Liverpool are a roller coaster. Now, they may both get to the finish line at the same time. Uh, one set of fans will be uh, will be smiling and uh, having a party, the other set of fans will be in therapy. Uh, but uh, that really doesn't matter. Let's get back to the, the, the managerial discussion. So uh, I noticed today when Liverpool came from 1-0 down, and it was very testy and very nervy when they went 1-0 down. They didn't score. They didn't equalize till fairly late in the first half. Uh, and they were still testy because, you know, a draw doesn't do it for them. They, they need all three points. But when Mo Salah got the breakthrough goal, this is another example. He's a player who hadn't scored in two months. He'd scored 17 this season. This was his 18th goal. I mean, the, the, the relief, the palpable relief, the, the, the joy, the, the, it, was just, it, it exuded from him and the rest of his teammates, obviously. But, you know, here's another player. Yeah, he might not have been scoring goals, but Liverpool wouldn't even be in this title race if he hadn't been putting in these performances that he had been putting in over the last two months, despite not scoring goals, allowing other people to score goals, drawing defenders away from him because everybody knows when the ball's at his feet, he is, you know, he's danger, as Steve Irwin used to say, danger, danger, danger. And that's what happens, but to score that goal was incredible. But where I'm going with this is at the end of the game, after, uh, again, Jordan Henderson scores after, you know, 1,400 years, right? <laughs> to watch Jurgen Klopp with his players, and his players with Klopp, and and you, you see this no matter whether they win or lose, by the way. Obviously, it's better when they win, because generally the cameras then are on them. <laughs> they follow, through, follow around with them. But there is a genuine... I, I, I dare to use the word love, and I don't mean that in the kind of weird, creepy sense. I mean respect. There is an admiration and respect and, and emotion for each other that they clearly, clearly have. And I think that is what bonds this team together, why this team can see through 
the roller coaster rides that they have. Unfortunately for Liverpool, they got the same situation in Manchester with Manchester City, where I think there's very much that same two-way admiration, respect, and dare I say love between players and manager going on at City as well. So it's an unfortunate year for them to to reach this uh, level of chemistry because they've got another 500-pound gorilla in the room with them. But uh, it is fun to watch. Absolutely, and I think um, I think that it, that is an important factor is having that uh, that. Uh, reciprocal relationship where you know you both uh, respect and uh, admire each other for their uh, you know for their respective abilities both as a manager and as a player I mean it, uh, at, at least in my experience the it's not always the coaches that are the most tactically um, able or most uh, what's the word and the most charismatic you know around it's it's really the the coaches that respect you give you your due chance and and ultimately, you know, admire you for your qualities and they you know, they help you work on your weaknesses. I mean, really it it you can really boil it down to some very very simple, you know, interpersonal uh uh topics here. I mean, ultimately, I you know, the the big difference between, you know, the collegiate level or, you know, any level and the professional level is that, you know, at that point you have uh, however many guys you have on a roster, right? Let's just say for the sake of it, 22 guys, right? You know, this manager has 22 guys on the roster, and you'd hope that he's going to look at every single one, right, Is if you're on that roster. Right. You're going to you hope that, that he's going to give you the respect yeah. to give you the opportunity yeah. and, when that opportunity comes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, is, honesty, I, I mentioned earlier, honesty and integrity, those are the two most important things, especially if you want your guys to buy into it in the dressing room. I mean, that's the most important thing is really, you know, as long as they understand that you're, you know, that you're there, you're, you know, you're not going to, you know, blow smoke up there. You know what, you know, um, and, and, you know, you can get them by, by doing that, you can essentially get them behind you and, and having a dressing room that is bought into the plan, Yeah. the, you know, forget tactics, right? I mean, uh, uh, Jose Mourinho, right? Say you want to, say you want to park the bus, right? You could have five guys, six guys, seven guys on that team that hate playing that way. They, you know, maybe they run more than other guys by virtue of their positions or whatever. It makes their job harder, right? But if they see that you're willing to go to bat for them, whether it be in the media or, you know, at practice or whatever, they'll go to bat for, you know, the manager, regardless of the style. So I think there are some things that just transcend the specific, you know, uh, tactical dogma that some of these coaches pursue. Yeah, to. interestingly enough, I mean, and, and there are there is a, a a tranche of managers. I mean, we talked about uh, um, Nuno Espirito Sanchez at uh, at um, um, at Wolverhampton Wanderers. We talked about uh, uh, Javi Garcia at uh, at Watford. You know, you could say the same thing about. I mean, Brendan Rodgers is a young manager who had some some success at, at various points in his career but maybe just maybe he has learned to interact better with his players now maybe just maybe he's learned that you can't dictate everything the days of the harry rednaps as much as i love sam old harry and I sam mean, allardyce and uh and the list goes on right roy hodgson yeah, roy, roy unky right. roy as nice of a man as he is the, those days of uh, of the grandpa general, the tough old guy who's going to lay down the law and right, come here, come here, my son. If you don't get it right, those days are gone. Players, the modern athlete doesn't react to that 
anymore. And uh, I wonder, you know, we'll get on in America. Maybe we'll get on some of them, Dan Patrick, to come on this show and talk about it. Because I'd like to also talk about that profile in American sports as well. I mean, we see that maybe maybe the NFL is more tailor-made to that type of coach. I think the game of football is. Because the game of football is because it's a general's game, right? And the the, coach, the players of the army and the, the one that executes the general's plan with the less errors is the one that wins, generally. Um, but maybe basketball, baseball, maybe these are interesting case studies. And I think we should chat about this more. 800-878-7529. Find me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll look at some of the matches coming up this weekend in England. Don't go Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. At Indeed, we believe a resume is a great way to see an overview of a candidate. But you're not hiring a resume. You're hiring a person. That's why we offer tools to give you a deeper sense of the people behind the paper, like skill tests, which let you actually see a candidate's abilities in action to make sure they're a good fit for the job. See beyond the resume with Indeed. Increase your visibility to great candidates with a free sponsored job upgrade on your first job posting at Indeed.com slash promo. The sponsored job upgrade is a $50 sponsored job credit. Users are charged once the credit is spent or it expires. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. You may tell yourself that watching the world's best basketball tourney on your phone is okay. Heck, everyone else does it. Well, everyone else is wrong. Tiny screens, cell phone speakers, earbuds, nope, nope, and double nope. Basketball belongs to the big screen. So put your phone on pipe down mode and come to B-dubs where the screens are huge and the fans are you. Your hands will be so filled with wings and beers, you'd be hard-pressed to hold one of those nerdy pocket TVs. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! Please drink responsibly. Got the world on my ass and I'm gonna jump fast. Be the first, we'll be the last. I've got the world on my ass. Go 
Oh, I wonder if that's how Claudio Ranieri felt when he was fired. And then Fulham certainly have the world up their backside as they are headed down to the relegation zone. Welcome back. Fistry Soccer, Nick Eber and Andrew Eber with you. We're talking managers today. We will look at the matchups coming this weekend. There's two FA Cup semifinals and, uh, what is it, three or four Premier League matches? Not that many, but um, this is the end of the season running. We'll have a little chat about the title race as well. But we are talking about managers, and I invited Andrew to come on. Uh, he knows a lot about football. He follows the game, but has played it at a very high level for many years. And so the way a player interacts with his manager I don't. I, I think it has never been more evident than it is today. Now, we talked about Alex Ferguson and how he was kind of, in in some regards, the guy that you know the exception to the rule, an old and kind of an older grandfatherly figure, an authoritarian figure, but had that two way respect going between him and his players. But I think that, as we mentioned earlier, had to do largely because he raised most of these players himself and brought them up through the system and knew them. They were really, in many ways, like children to him. Uh, Maybe that's an oversimplification, but uh, possibly that's sort of the way it is. But, you know, look at a guy, for example, like um, um, Manuel Pellegrini, okay? He is a great manager with a terrific track record who has a, a good squad at West Ham and he cannot get consistency out of this squad. This team will not play for him the same way week in and week out. Now, it doesn't mean he has a bad system. It doesn't mean he has bad players. It doesn't mean that he is flawed. It means that he is not relating to his players, Andrew, on the same level as a Guardiola, a Klopp, uh, Nuno uh, Sanchez, uh, Javi Garcia. I mean, you know, that's because they are that inconsistent. Now, you could say Wolves and Watford are inconsistent as well. I suppose you could. But for me, Pellegrini is a guy that's kind of indicative of the old-style European manager who may be just a little bit over the hill. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he is over the hill. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, going to what you were saying, I think it's a give and take. You know, it's not a, it's not about being a uh, – or trying to be a benevolent dictator. You know, it's about being a um, – Or a not benevolent one in the or, case of uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mourinho. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the most important thing, you know, for a lot of these – teams is not necessarily uh uh i mean look these are all professional players right so given that um the the biggest contribution a manager can give to a team is to you know employ or or however you want to say it a style of play that's going to be effective and keep the dressing room right so it doesn't really matter how good your style is if you can't really you know work these relationships, deal with the, the egos in the dressing room, you know, including your own, um, you know, you, you're definitely going to be over the hill. I mean, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what I keep going back to Mourinho because he's a guy that's, you know, been known here and there to lose the dressing room, right? I mean, oh, yeah. uh, oh, and so sometimes deliberately, I mean, sometimes the guy would drive wedges, you know, between groups of players, show favorites. Yeah. And, it, and, and you know, that that is another really important topic here, Andrew. I mean, you can look at Gareth Southgate. And, by the way, Greg Berhalter. I mean, you know, it's very early days for Greg Berhalter as well. I like that appointment. The more I think about that appointment, the more I think Ernie Stewart got it absolutely right. You know, take take a guy who's not so far removed from his playing days, 
that is a, a modern athlete himself that understands the modern young athlete who's got a whole bunch of young players to bring up through the system who doesn't have any predisposed notions the old god of all left, basically, except for maybe the Michael Bradleys of the world, right? Demarcus Beasley, he's not playing anymore. <laughs> yeah, that dude's okay, like, DMB, okay, he's fine. Like, he's like but, 80 years old. I know, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and kind of start fresh. Gareth Southgate, by the way, uh, I believe he's now an OBE. Gareth Southgate OBE, Southgate OBE, Order of the British Empire. Congratulations. Uh, Well-deserved, I might say, uh, for service to football and to the country. But... You know, I think it's the same thing. I mean, why have England done so well? England have done so well because they have they have shaken off and purged themselves and exorcised themselves of the uh, of the expectations of the megastar. England's biggest superstar right now is Harry Kane. Would you not agree? I suppose I don't know if I necessarily agree with that being the big thing, no, shaking no. off the uh, you what? know the pressure. But no, no, what? come on, Andrew. I mean, you know, the underperformance of the Beckham, the Gerrards, and the Lampards of for England over all those years was palpable, and the, totally. the and the weight and the expectation. It came to the point that managers had to play these guys no matter what because they were the golden generation. I th- I would I would hazard a guess that if Gareth Southgate were in Sven Joran Eriksson's shoes. Of course, he was a player at that time. But if he were if he were managing England instead of Sven Joran Eriksson, a lot of those players wouldn't be getting in the team, and the younger players that were coming up would have. Maybe. I mean, I think it comes down to a change in style too, though. I mean, and attitudes. Right? I mean, the the Roy, the whole Roy Hodgson, uh, whatever you want to call that style of play. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, it, it, it's uh, it it, you know, a lot of times with these with these older managers, you get the same. You know, you get a very samey, decrepit play, play style. I mean, look, a four-four-two, a, a classic four-four-two, where you try and attack from the wings, that doesn't necessarily cut it anymore these days, tactically, right? So, I mean, if you if you pile that, if you if you couple that with the fact that a lot of these managers have a hard time keeping the dressing room or relating to the dressing room, and a lot of times, by the way, uh, like I mentioned, a poor style of play doesn't necessarily help your case. Um, you know, I, I think then maybe you have a case for it, but I, I wouldn't say it's just, you know, the relatability of these managers that well, propelled but, England to the heights that they are, you know, well, where I, they are I, now. I mean, they still, you know, they still have a team that's largely made up of superstars outside of, I mean, you know, who are the people that really kind of showed up? Well, you got uh, McGuire. Sterling, you got Deli Alley, well, you got Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about. Trippier, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm talking, you know, Kieran Trippier or Trippier, whatever you want to, however it's pronounced. Um, you know, Kieran Trippier, uh, Harry Maguire, right? Harry Maguire, Jordan Pickford, right? But none of these guys, none of those guys, were very huge names, right? They're just what's the, the biggest lineup. names England have right now on on, on the roster? Well, I'm, if, I'm saying prior to the roster, right? No, they weren't that they, they, you know, they showed up. They had a great World Cup, yeah, you yeah, know, right? No, no, I did, mean, but these are young players. You yeah, got yeah. Hudson Odoi coming up now. I mean, look, these are. Um, these are young players. These are very young players that are going to be giving an opportunity to stand or fall on their own two feet. And, and, and England is no longer, with the exception maybe of Harry Kane and to a lesser degree Raheem Sterling. We talked Jordan about, Henderson? Uh, Jordan Henderson. He's the old man on, on, on the pitch. But we're talking about, if you look at Raheem Sterling, that's an example of the kind of pressure that used to be put onto England players during the Sven Joran Eriksson era of, uh, of, uh, expectation, uh, where the guys lambasted for not scoring goals, as we spoke about in the first segment. And, and in fact, his contributions were enormous. But, you know, I wonder if 
if Sven-Jorn Eriksson would have even would have had any support from uh, the FA if he had said, you know what, Gerard Lampard, Beckham, they're just not doing it. I'm going to drop them. I'm going to give some of these young kids a shot. I don't think that would was ever an option for him. I don't think he would have had political support for that. I mean, probably not. Yeah. But, so it's you a know, new uh, era, right? It, yeah. It, it's a new era. Yeah, I, I think there are a lot of different things, though. That I, it's It's not just... Picking younger players, right? I mean, it's, you know, using them correctly. It's, of course. It's, you're right. But, yeah, I think if we're looking at the modern manager today, it's a, it's a much, much different job. And it demands so many different things, especially, and, and I was going to bring this up earlier. I mean, you know, you look at somebody like Zinedine Zidane, right? And he's at a, he's at Real Madrid again, correct? Again, he's um, back at Madrid. Yeah, although yeah. they just lost to Valencia during the well, week, but yeah. even he can't uh, can't uh, save that sinking ship. Well, you know the the that job is much much different from being Jurgen Klopp, right? Zidane has to do a much different job from what Jurgen Klopp has to do, or from what Pep Guardiola has to do. Yeah, but Zidane also has that same ability to, you know, a lot of those players that are playing for Zidane watched him as kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, playing for France, winning the World Cup, and he was their idol. And he's not that old that he's like some old fuddy-duddy. No, no, definitely he's, not. He's young enough, he's close enough to playing age. Again, this is the profile that we're looking at. Yeah, now. his job is, the, the jobs are still pretty varied, though. It's not just, hey, be young and, and you know, relate to these kids. And, you know, it's like, hey... You know, you can be a little it, bit older. It's only or, on a social right? or at I mean, Man United. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. It, it's about it's the same thing. understanding how to manage the egos, too. Yeah. I mean, especially for Zidane. And, and uh, I mean, I don't know what's going on. I mean, if, if you imagine having a player like Paul Pogba in your dressing room, right, that takes a whole skill set as well to deal with, which, uh, you know, we'll see how uh, Solskjaer uh, deals with it in the, uh, you know, in the next few months. I mean, he, you know, he's just recently been appointed full time. So, right. Um, you know, he's really steering the ship now, so we'll see if uh, see if he's able to All right, let's get to some matches. We'll make it quick. We've only got about uh, three and a half minutes left. Bournemouth, the Vitality, Bournemouth against Burnley. Uh, that's a Premier League matchup, and that is, I believe, on Saturday. Uh, we're going to see Bournemouth, who are uh, right now uh, obviously well safe in 12th spot. Burnley still in the relegation battle. Uh, Burnley coming off that surprise win against Wolves, by the way. And Bournemouth losing to Leicester City. Uh, this is the vitality. This is home. I actually like Bournemouth for this one, to be honest with you. I think this is going to be a 1-0 uh, uh, Bournemouth or maybe a 1-1. You have an opinion about this one? Um, honestly, I, I I don't have an opinion. I, this will be an interesting match to watch, but uh, I don't want to you know, hop in with the score. All right. Uh, this one, sadly enough, uh, relegated Huddersfield. Uh, we'll be hosting Leicester City. I, this is really a fairly uninteresting match uh, on many levels. I predict Leicester City will get a very solid uh, two or three nil victory here. I agree. Uh, St. James's Park, Newcastle playing Crystal Palace. Uh, love Rafa Benitez. This is an older guy. Probably doesn't fit the profile of managers that we've Definitely been talking not. about. Definitely not. But he, he has a very soft touch with his players. He always has. He's a technician. He's been known to be a little distant from his players. But they not necessarily a him. bad thing. No, not necessarily a bad thing. It's an in, maybe he is the uh, maybe he is the um, exception to the rule. Uh, I expect Newcastle at St James's Park to get a victory over Crystal Palace two one. Uh, Man City are facing Brighton Hove Albion. I wish I could say this is the FA Cup semi final. 
I wish I could say uh, Brighton will win to make the FA Cup final more interesting, but I don't see it. I don't see it any way, shape, or form. A Man City are too good. They are on the they are on the quest for the quadruple, and uh, I would say the FA Cup is probably going to be the easiest one of the three remaining trophies for them to get at this point. I predict a solid Manchester City win. Uh, let's go to the other uh, FA Cup semi-final, uh, which is definitely the match of the weekend, hands down, folks. If you have a chance, I think this is ESPN+. Plus. You want to watch this. It's uh, Watford versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Love both of these teams. Both of these teams have given us such wonderful entertainment uh, this season in the Premier League. They're both around a mid-table. Watford are uh, eighth. Wolves are seventh. Uh, so they are neck and neck. One point separate these teams. I I just think, and Watford, by the way, you know, we could do a whole show on Watford about how well run this club is. This is a finely tuned and oiled machine. When people talk about, you know, clubs that self-destruct and spend too much, Watford and Wolves are both wonderful examples of very well run clubs. I, I, I've got to think what for, uh, Wolves will edge this one. It may go to penalties, So, uh, One last game to get to. Uh, I believe that's Monday, Chelsea-West Ham United. Um, gosh, I, yeah. 2-0? Sure. Yeah. All right, uh, Fifth Street Soccer. Going to go to break. We'll be right back to wrap it up here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, and the award-winning Sirius app and American Forces. Oh, just a reminder with each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific. That's live, 6, p- 6 Pacific, 9 Eastern, Monday through Friday. We'll be right back after this. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 
Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. All right, you're back with us here on Fifth Street Soccer. Nick Gieber and Andrew Gieber with you as we get ready to wrap up the show. By the way, I had a lot of people on Twitter wanting to know how my regular co-host Nick Webster is doing. For those of you that don't know, Nick had quadruple bypass surgery on Monday. Uh, that's why he is not has not been with me uh, over the last uh, week or, seven, or 10 days or so. That's why we've had a couple of days where we played some reruns. Uh, Nick was out of surgery, is, is fine, he's recovering, it's... Uh, Obviously, a slow and tough recovery after having major surgery like that. But he is fine. He is still with us, and we're all very thankful for that. And I expect sometime in the next couple of weeks he will uh, come back and rejoin us here on Fifth Street Soccer. All right, Andrew, thank you so much for sitting in today. An interesting discussion, I think one that we should have more often, particularly as the season ends and we get to look back and do a post-mortem on it. And again, I don't want to forget managers outside the Premier League uh, as well, the young relatable managers. I mentioned Greg Berhalter. And again, I will say this to U.S. soccer fans. You have to just be patient with the situation. I mean, the U.S. is not like chock full of incredible world-class talent. I mean, this guy has a a big job to do, and he's got to find the right system and the right players. And he's just got so much to do. You just got to back off. Don't let the expectation game sink the ship before it sails. Absolutely. I would totally agree. Um, my, my one message to U.S. soccer fans is definitely stay patient, support your team, support your, you know, your MLS clubs, um, and, you know, just do everything you can to, uh, you know, manage your expectations. Manage your expectations. Times. That's right. Well, I am expecting, however, an absolutely super cracking match uh, this weekend in the FA Cup uh, semifinals between uh, Watford and Wolverhampton Wanderers. As I said before, uh, that is absolutely going to be uh, the match of the weekend, and you will want to watch that. Uh, just a reminder, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, that's what I'm with you every weeknight right here on these networks. You make sure that you make me a regular part of your week so that I can talk to you and, uh, well, feel self-satisfied that I've done that because it's very important. In the meantime, folks, have an absolutely wonderful weekend. Enjoy the football. Andrew, thanks so much. And once again, you can find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Until then, folks, have a great one.